across, and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Catabel, la vaca, Ama Rodríguez tirando, golazo, taque, 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 gol, gol, vino, 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 gol de Mundial, taque, taque, gol, gol, taque, taque, gol, 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 taque, taque, gol. Oh, Zinedine, oh, Zinedine, pas ça, pas du tout, pas ça, Zinedine. Pas ça, Zinedine. Non. Oh non. Oh non, pas ça. Bienvenidos. And welcome to Bend It Like Beckett. I am your host, Scott Bedgood, here with my co-host, Brian Fleischer. Brian, I had to give him a bienvenidos because Colombia won. It's a sad, sad day for the U.S. men's national team. Very, Is it really? We're very torn up about we our are. friendly loss. No. <laughs> we are. Uh, I'm just extremely glad that it was very entertaining. It was. So that's what we're going to talk about for the most part today because it is an international break. So there's not yep. a ton to discuss. The U.S. played Columbia in a friendly last night that ended 4-2. to two. Mm-hmm. A lot of interesting things happened. A lot, again, um, things that will lead to discussion of what exactly is the future of this team and where is it headed and, and all kinds of things like that. But I think we should start with the most important news of the day like we usually do. Yes, we do. Did you see what happened last night? Overnight? That's really that's a really generic like I need you to just come up with this. Um no, I did not the see what happened. The world's fastest man. Oh yes, I did Usain see this. Usain Bolt. Yes, I did. Had his competitive debut with the Melbourne something. No, the South Coast Mariners. South or? Coast Mariners, yes. There you go. Uh and he scored two goals. I saw that. He's, I saw an article. Y- Central Coast. Marriage. Central Coast. That's what it is. He scored two goals. And have you seen them? No, I have not. The first one's pretty nice. You know, because you think, okay, this guy's super fast. Yeah. He just runs if away he, from everybody. If he gets open on a breakaway, maybe he can put it away. And yeah. he's really tall. He's like 6'5", six, 6'6". Yeah. Six, six. Um, no, the first one's pretty nice. It was, it was kind of a breakaway goal, but there's a defender. He sorts his feet out, and he puts it in left-footed, low, past the keeper, it it's you know if you're highly paid professional striker scored it you would say that's pretty nice yeah you would expect someone to score but he it wasn't the 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 second goal was just wheels off like yeah the there there was a uh, long ball into the box or something and it bounced really high and the defender jumped and like sort of headed it away from his own keeper and then bolt was just standing in front of the goal and like <laughs> tapped it in yeah he he could have done the bobby firmino like no look <laughs> move it was it was bad and that was the first one i saw yeah i saw that one like before i saw the, the good goal and i was like okay yeah but first yeah. one makes you think you know obviously australian league is not super amazing but mm-hmm. i'd watch it yeah if, if it wasn't on in the middle of the night i'd watch it yeah i saw uh, a couple days ago that he had said that uh the only reason i knew this is because he, he had said that uh his uh, the game last night was going to be very important in his it was kind of a make or break game for him like all right is this are we gonna and, and his people and maybe even for the what is it the the gold coast mariners what did we just say central coast central mariners. coast mariners just uh, kind like, of a, like everybody's it, like all right is this just a bit that's not going to go anywhere or is this really going to mean something and so he was i think putting a lot of pressure on himself to um you know, go out and have his best showing. And it looks like, and then I saw again today, I just saw the headline, I didn't see any, that he had scored two goals in his debut. So I did see that. It's very reminiscent of Tim Tebow mm-hmm. in baseball because yeah. you have a guy, and and so the comparison is a little off in one way because Usain Bolt is the fastest human being that's ever lived. 
And Tim Tebow was one of the best college football players of all time. So he wasn't the very top of his entire profession. However, be like Jordan going to baseball. Right. So it's, I was going to say that that's a good one too, because what the difference is Tebow is trying to make the very top league in the world Mm -hmm. in baseball. And maybe he never will, but he, the fact that he's in AAA now is really impressive when you just consider the fact that, like, here's a guy who hadn't done this since he was 18 and he starts at 28 yeah. again. The competition level of the Australian League is about equal to AA or, or probably AA baseball. Yeah. And so Tebow's sort of already accomplished more on the other end of it. Whereas he obviously didn't accomplish because no one has accomplished what Bolt accomplished on the front end yeah. or the, the first sport. But it is fascinating. And I would love to watch one of these games just to see what does he look like out there? Is he like just taking is he off straying off sides <laughs> by 10 yards because he's so fast? Or <laughs> is he blowing people out of the water with his speed, but then he can't sort his feet out? I have no clue. Yeah. But that first goal would give any fan of uh, the sport and just the idea of him doing this in general hope that this could actually be something that's pretty interesting. Is he tracking back and have amazing closing speed? He he should, but you know that's another thing is like he's a sprinter. Yeah. This is a 90-minute game. Obviously, I would think he's in great aerobic shape, but like it's a different skill set to run around for five, six miles during a game. Uh, as a, right, What do they do? Yeah, five, six something kilometers, like yeah. three, three or four miles, whatever. Uh, it's a different skill set than sprinting 200 yards as fast as anyone yeah, ever. Yeah, that's true. But I, I would think he has it in him. But yeah. it, that would just be another interesting factor. There's a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the true thing that we'll talk about today, the Hamas Rodriguez show. It the was the... Um, Columbia looks like the best team in the world show. The Arias show. Dude, that was actually... That's a good point. <laughs> that was... Hamas had an amazing day, but... How about Arias? Santiago Arias? That sounds right. He is really good. Uh, uh, Atletico Madrid? I, I think that's what they kept saying last night. He, he, he just he went just there. Transferred just there, transferred yeah. there for, for this season. Yeah, he dominated. And it, it shows fullbacks are probably the least popular position. Mm-hmm. Nobody, as uh, Jamie Carragher famously said, nobody dreams of being a fullback. They're either <laughs> failed wingers or failed center backs. Um, and that's pretty accurate. Nobody grows up like, I want to be the right back. You want to be the goal scorer or you want to be the main defender. Mm -hmm. So there's often between good teams, a massive difference is the team that has the really good fullback Mm -hmm. and Anthony Robinson. He is not a very good, did not have a great day. And Arias had an amazing day. He was making all the plays. Look, I know. Robinson is done, but as I was watching that last night, knowing that we were going to talk about it today, I think, I I mean, I don't know. Is three games enough, two games enough? Like, I think I've seen enough Anthony Robinson for right now. And he got demolished in that first goal uh, against Brazil. Just got destroyed. Yeah, he had and no, just no looked, chance. Where does he play? Wigan, I think. I think so... so uh, you know, maybe he's a little out of his league and he needs this experience. And maybe he'll, maybe he'll turn out to be a solid defender for the United States but and that is again often a position uh, that takes a lot of experience mm-hmm. yeah he he just got smoked on he he does not appear to have the speed to keep up with world-class players which you're not playing world-class players week in and week out yeah but you're playing enough that it's a big deal 
Yeah. Uh, you're going to be playing Mexico uh, in a huge game at some point. Or maybe it's even... I'm, I'm thinking back to the to the um, Douglas Costa goal. Oh, yeah. That, where he... It's almost like he thought, oh, I can I can handle this. And he got way up close on Costa and Costa mm-hmm. went whoop and just went right by, mm-hmm. like just made one move and he was gone. Like I think it's almost like he just doesn't, it, the, the, it's like a the whole positioning, different. The positioning, the mindset. Yeah, yeah it's uh, just a whole, like, oh, I can hang with this guy. Like, oh, no, this is a whole different was level. Was it Holden doing the game last night? Uh, I believe or, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he made a point late in the game where uh, Robinson, I guess, has decent speed and mm-hmm. he, he closed down a, a on a play and he was like, you know, that's good covering from Robinson, but he cannot be leaving that late. He cannot be putting himself in these positions. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe at the level that he normally plays, he can, Yeah. but then you play these guys and, you know, okay. If you're playing Trinidad and Tobago, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. But when you get a, a team like Columbia that has really good wingers and then an overlapping, uh, overlapping fullback like Arias, you can get burned a lot, and yeah. he that a lot of the um, plays last night came from that side. Now, I ha- having said that, I I was you know I w- it was almost to the minute that I was going through my head saying like, okay, I'm done with this guy. He's we can we we can send him back to Wigan. That he he comes down that left side and sends a nice cross in that was you know had took a little deflection, but. Um, who came through? Kellen Acosta came through with a mm-hmm. beautiful run and finish to make it 2-1 U.S., right? No, to make it 1-1 to tie the game. Yeah, Acosta um, scored the first. Yeah, so I don't know. It, it was mean, a nice... He, it was good service, but... Yeah, uh, and it did take a little deflection, and, and Acosta made a... Uh, Kellen Acosta made a, a great run, like I said, but um, I was like, oh, wait, maybe he does have a little bit of something. He's got a something in his bag. It, it is interesting... Because it's friendly, because it's whatever, the result doesn't matter. So you look for what was what you can build on and what you say, all right, we should not be doing this anymore. Uh-huh. Um, it's also weird because the U.S. was missing, missing what you probably say are their three best players. Obviously, Pulisic is the best player. Mm-hmm. And then Tyler Adams and Wes McKinney are the Solid. two two other guys think, that uh, you would say. Yeah, I think... Uh, Holden, right? That's who we said was doing it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so. um, you know, said those guys probably starters on this team going forward if they stay healthy. Yeah, um, for sure. All three of those guys, and all three of them were out. So yeah, and you had Bradley in there, and it was probably good to have some experience to coach the guys up after a bad first half. Mm-hmm. But he didn't do anything significant at all th- no. that I saw. No, um, he got. Um, I was kind of scrolling through Twitter in the U.S men's national team um, responses to their tweets mm-hmm. last night and after the game Bradley 10 to 1 was getting roasted he just, t- he typically does but he didn't do anything to reverse that he was that he was spent the whole game jogging and if yeah. you watch the I've watched it since then I didn't notice it live but since then on the Falcao goal that made it 3-2 mm-hmm. um Columbia's got the ball going down the right side. Arias, I believe, again. And you see Bradley kind of jogging through the middle, yeah. through the midfield. And over his left shoulder, you see Falcao picking up speed yeah. and starting to and, – and you, you, you see he's going to overpass. He's, he's going to go right past Bradley because Bradley, I don't even think he saw him coming over his left shoulder. And sure enough, 
Bradley notices him about three or four steps after he passes him, and then he puts on the Jets or tries to. Yeah. But by that point, it was too late. The ball comes through to Falcao, and he scored. Yeah. And so And again, Falcao is a genius with positioning, but he's older, too. He's yeah, not, you know, exactly. a burner. So, yeah, he took a lot of heat for just kind of jogging around the midfield and didn't really – I mean, he didn't – watching the game last night live, I didn't think he was – I just thought he was there. I thought he made a nice play on – there was a – playing the box the ball was kind of bouncing around and he yeah. jumped in and, and and cleared it out i mean but yeah he you're right he was there uh obviously we'd prefer a tyler adams mm-hmm. there in that role um acosta i think probably had the probably the best game for the u.s you, yeah maybe the best yeah. player obviously the defense by the end was getting shredded so you can't really give it to anybody on the defense yeah uh bobby wood was pretty worthless in the first half he kind of he made some plays. He that, scored in the uh, beautiful pass from Wea mm-hmm. on that kind of slipping it through two defenders yeah. and and um, Wood finished with a nice finish. Yeah, he did it score. two to one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was not even involved. I think at one point in the first half, they said that Ospina had more touches on the ball than Bobby Wood, and it was almost <laughs> the end of the first half. Yeah. Um. So. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not ready to write off Bobby Wood, but he, I'm still not convinced i'm sold. certainly not ready uh to, yeah like you're saying to write him off he's got like 20 something goals for the u.s doesn't right. he? He, he he scores a lot of he goals does seem but... to end up with a goal by the end of the game yeah and i like him and i appreciate that but i'm just saying you would uh, you would really like to see a josh Sargent or someone by by the time these games really matter yeah you would like to see either two strikers that can start like bobby wood and josh Sargent. Or Bobby Wood being the guy coming off the bench. Sergeant got a little run out at run out late. Yeah, in the last he five made a, minutes or so made a good pass in the box that wasn't converted. Okay, um, but other than that, I don't know. Yeah, you how know. about the Hamas goal though? The first goal. Yeah, let's talk about actually all of Columbia's goals because they were pretty good. All of they them. They were. Um, yeah. So that Hamas goal, there's nothing you need to stop it. That's no. not Zach Stefan's fault. That's no. not I think Zach really Stefan had a really solid game. You know, there's nothing you could, solid first half. He made some good saves, mm. I think. Um, a real tough one on a Hamas. Was it Hamas? He got uh, he got a piece of one, and then Miazga saved it off the line. Oh, and then there yeah, was another was one. I think it was, it was Falcao that drilled it into the ground, yeah. and, it, and he was kind of and, and Stefan was kind of um, blocked from seeing it, and so he kind of went down and made a good save in the first half. Um, you could argue that on that kind of. Bicycle scissor, the scissor kick. bicycle kick, yeah. He could have been a little better there. Could have expected a little bit more out of him. But I mean, that, the truth is on that one, you would think, I, I don't have measurements, but he seems a little smaller than Howard mm-hmm. and maybe Guzan. And what he needed on that bicycle kick was about five more inches on his hands. Yeah. Or on his arms mm-hmm. and hands because he got to it but not enough to push it out. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. But yeah, the Hamas goal, the first Hamas goal was just world-class skill. There's mm-hmm. nothing you can do. The um, second goal, I'm trying to remember it now. Was... Um, that was Baca, Baca from Arias. Yep. And uh, Miazka, he let him kind of slip in front of him and, yeah. and scored. Um, it was just good positioning. Yeah. I mean, Baca and, and Falcao are both... Uh, they don't score a lot from outside the box, they don't bring a lot to the table as far as running and creativity, but they are geniuses in the box and yeah. they know exactly where to go to get 
get the goals, and Baca just beating Miazga to the spot and yep. put it away. Uh, third goal was the Falcao, Falcao goal, which again was just like, oh yeah, we forgot about <laughs> Falcao, like their all-time leading scorer. Yeah, El Tigre, like this is the guy you should be paying attention to in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 scissor kick goal that was fine. That was a good bicycle scissor kick, whatever. Yeah, the pass from Hamas was the thing to talk about, though. Yeah, that was. I, I don't even know. Like I watched it again this morning because my kids before they went to school were watching the goals on fast forward after recording, right. so they just watched the goals. But so I saw it again this morning, and it's almost like I mean Hamas knew he was there, but he put it in the right exact right spot. I mean he was turning. He Hamas was turning and looking, twisting and turning. Yeah. No, and he kind of looked down and looked off, and he probably saw him out of his peripheral vision, and he kind of did this little chip, chip, yeah, kind of thing that was perfectly He's, placed. He and, he is just. He is a world-class player overall. Yeah. The goals, the passes, the creativity. Yeah. The I mean, when you see that, when I saw the chip, I was like, oh, what the heck's he doing there? Like, I said, okay, I see there's a Colombian player there, yeah. but that's kind of like a – it almost looked like a throwaway, like, all right, I'm just going to throw it. I'm going to get rid of it and kind of throw it that way. But it – It was perfect. There was, yeah, there was purpose to the pass, and it was exactly probably where he intended it to go. Um, yeah. And, 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 and converted. What we saw in the game, basically, and even if the U.S. had Pulisic, you know, Pulisic is our best player, but he is not, at least at this point, he's not Hamas. You know, we don't no. have a guy like that, and, and maybe we never will because almost no country in the world has a guy like that. Yeah. But you also just saw up and down they have some really great players and that's just a different level team yeah i mean even quintero who only came on for like 15 minutes and then was sub back off <laughs> he his first pass opened up the second goal yeah he he almost scored a, an incredible long oh, range that, shot that the one that drilled the side yeah the drilled post. The post. it really could have been five two yeah. i mean he, that's a guy you don't even think about because you know we don't really know much about him we don't see him playing week in and week out yeah they throw that guy on and you're like Good night. I mean, this guy is better than any <laughs> player on the U.S. And, yeah. uh, Falcao and Baca are incredibly experienced, incredibly good strikers. Yeah. Uh, Davinson Sanchez is a very good defender. Uh, they didn't even play Yerry Mina, I don't believe. No, I didn't see him. Uh, Ospina is a really great goalkeeper for Napoli. Mm-hmm. That's just a different level team. Uh, I think Peru will be a better judge, a better... Peru is not as good as Colombia. Peru's a good team. Yeah. They're a solid team. They're probably better than the United States. They probably are, but um, I don't see it getting out of hand. Like that game, after the U.S. came out and scored, uh, you know, made it 2 1, then it just sort of got out of hand. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening with Peru. Who knows? Maybe it could. Uh, I thought it was funny, though. At halftime, Alexi Lawless was like, What do they got to lose? Like, what are you, why are you playing so cagey? Yeah. Like, just go out there and try to win the game. Well, they did. They came out, yeah. they were up 2-1, and it was yeah. awesome. And you know what? They lost, but that was way more entertaining than that first half. Yeah. So, Well, the, the Colombian crowd enjoyed it. Yeah, that game was uh, played in Colombia, right? It in was. Medellin. It was Medellin, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that no, was, that was actually in Tampa. <laughs> it was about half full, but they said they sold 30,000, but it's a football stadium, That's a, so yeah, whatever. 80,000 so. seats. Yeah, stadium. exactly. So, um, the pitch looked terrible, it by did, the way. It did look it was awful. Very like patchy. And... Um, yeah, but it was almost all yellow. Yeah. And Wall, Grant Wall was complaining about it in his three, in his three, uh, 
points after the game that he that he always posts online and I don't know if complaining was just saying you know how disheartening it is to see yet another U.S. home game now it's Brazil it was Mexico and now um Columbia Colombia where the majority of the crowd is pro other team but the fact is that was done on purpose they played that game in Tampa Colombia does not have the influence in the United States that Mexico has there are a ton of Colombians, mm-hmm. but if you played that game in Seattle, that game is not 80% yellow. Yeah. Yellow shirts. Um, you play that game in Tampa, in Florida, which has probably the biggest Colombian population in the United States. Mm-hmm. They're doing that on purpose because they want to sell the tickets and make the money. Exactly. And that apparently the tickets started at $30, $35 a piece plus fees. You so, know, so the U.S. fans, so they're really doing it to sell to maybe they know that if they play that game in Columbus or Seattle or Portland, well, Seattle or Portland may be different. Even Columbus may be different, but you're more likely to sell tickets to the visiting team than you are to a um, discouraged, disheartened U.S. fan base. Oh, absolutely. Who has we still don't have a coach? Yeah. Um, we're still we're just over a year from not making the World Cup. Yeah. We're still don't really know exactly what we're doing. They don't have Pulisic. They don't have uh, Tyler Adams. They don't have Weston McKinney, lesser names than Pulisic. But still, it's uh, like it's like running out the prospects in September, the Rangers. Yeah. And like then the Rangers like saying, well, why aren't, why aren't anybody coming? Well, because you've got a lame duck manager and you've got a bunch of 18-year-old kids who are not going to be here right. and, and if you play, the, And if you play the Yankees, then the entire stadium exactly. is Yankees fans. Like, so- yeah. oh, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Why are there so many Yankees fans? It's like, well, one team, first of all, has a massive fan base mm-hmm. and and also is trying to win. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to show up to their home park to watch their team get dominated, and that's what happened and, in Tampa last you night. You know what? It's probably They're playing in Hartford, and you would think that, oh, Hartford, but... New York, New Jersey, especially right Patterson, there. New Jersey, which I learned because that's where I was born. But I learned uh, recently is like one of the largest um, populations of Peruvians, <laughs> and it's probably I don't know an hour and a half, two hours away from Hartford. Of course. So, and then of course New York City just has a lot of people Everyone. from every country. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if on um, on what is it Tuesday night maybe yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday night it's another pro-Peru and, crowd. And as our friend Fernando Fiore told us, the Peruvians were like the craziest yeah. fans in and I, Russia. I guarantee you those Patterson, New Jersey people are going to take that two, two and a half hour drive, maybe three hour drive to go see their team it's Probably play. their only chance exactly. to go see them. They're exactly. definitely going to do it. So how unstable... So this happens a lot in the US. You play the, the like two countries that are not American mm-hmm. play each other in the US. That makes a little bit of sense to me. It's a little unstable, but I think I heard that in the next round of friendlies, the U.S. plays Italy and Belgium. <laughs> That's really weird. What? What is that? That's not that far from Italy. Like, just play it in Italy. You think the 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 Belgian fan is looking forward to seeing a one Anthony friendly? Robinson? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like, it's Italy, so they're not going to score a lot. Yeah, like what? Like who? Like why? I don't know. That's weird. That makes no sense to me. Like the Belgian people get to see. The Italian players pretty much I guess. fairly That's often. That's why, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me, but that, that was a little weird. Uh, I don't understand why they do that. So you brought up a point. 
they they said that they're going to announce the new manager by November. Mm-hmm. Greg Berhalter is that the yeah. guy who's the leader in the clubhouse? Apparently, yeah, that's what I've heard. It just seems really odd to me to go an entire year because that'll be a year, mm-hmm. or yeah, that'll be a year without with an interim manager. How weird! What kind of position does that put Sarakin? 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 In like. They, they, they is he interviewing for the job? Does he want the job? Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking about that last night when they showed a shot of him on the sideline. I was like, man, I wonder if if he went out in all these games as a friendly or as a as an interim manager, if he what if he won like every one of them and he won every one of them three one four and they were four nil attractive style yeah and they're just like does it like oh wow we we've got our manager right here but knowing he's the interim like he can't I mean the players know that he's the interim that's another point so that, he can't go out yeah. there and be like all right here's our new philosophy we're gonna play tiki taka yeah. or whatever like they're gonna be like why do we need to learn this, this that's what somebody made that point online last night too a commenter on the like they have they have zero incentive to try and impress this new manager or yeah. this manager because i mean obviously they've got to understand that you know you want the, to impress the manager the, is gonna the federation, yeah is the manager the eventual manager is watching right. this and you want to but uh, somebody made the point that why would you what incentive do you have to play hard for this manager the new manager come in and he may not like you or whatever or his, so his, his his style formation may not, is gonna be different. exactly it, yeah and just for sarah can like Okay, go out there and play this really basic formation and whatever. Because if you try to change it up too much, then the players would be like, "Ah, I don't know about this." Yeah. And you know, your halftime talk is, uh, "Hey, uh, do this better and this better." And well, I don't know if we want to play that way. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird situation. You don't see interim people in a position for a year. I know it's different because it's not like they're playing a full season in that mm-hmm. year, but. It is very odd. I don't know why it took so long and has taken so long, but they say by November it's going I mean, to be I done. I mean, I could see maybe waiting till after the World Cup to see if anybody gets fired or, or leaves. But then we don't even get. But uh, then it didn't. But then. Oh, sorry. Oh. Yeah. And, but I don't know. Apparently they want an English speaking manager too, which I kind of understand the Fabio Capello experiment in england didn't go too well no i get that i 100 percent get an english speaker that makes more sense yeah i mean that makes complete sense um and i argue that pep doesn't speak english yeah and he's doing all right his english is really (laughs) hard to understand but uh i would take pep yes Uh, (laughs) so real quick before we wrap up here don't sleep on that U.S. women's national team. Why would are, we be sleeping on them? I don't know, because they went through the group stages of CONCACAF qualifying, I think scoring 18 goals and allowing zero. Is that good? Yes. They beat um, Trinidad and Tobago 7 nothing, and I believe they out... I was watching this game. They outshot them. I believe the number was 49. It might have been 59. 49 or 59 to zero. Trinidad and Tobago didn't get the ball past midfield. The I didn't see if they did. It was just a back pass from the United States. No pressure whatsoever, and it could have been ten, eleven, twelve. Nothing. They hit the they hit the crossbar in the in the post like three or four times, and it ended up being seven nothing. So U.S. women move on to the knockout stage, where there are four teams. Three of the four will go to the World Cup. U.S. plays Jamaica on Sunday, 
Night. Is that the game you're going to? That is the game I'm going to. But I have tickets. Your ticket gets you into both. Oh, really? So from f- at f- the 4 o'clock game is um, Canada and Panama. And the 6 o'clock game is the United States and Jamaica. If you say Canada and Panama really close together, it sounds fun. Canada, Panama. Yeah, that's a little bit. Canada, Panama. So Panama, apparently, Canada. so the third, <laughs> so there's a third place game, and the winner of the third place game uh, goes to the World Cup. So uh, both Panama and Jamaica have never been to a women's World Cup and will be making their first appearance because one of them is guaranteed to go through because three of those four will be going to the World Cup. So well, that's extremely exciting. Women are taking care of business, unlike of course. the men. Of course. And then there is a big bit of hobby news. There is this week. Um, yeah, you you know you just forgot. Oh, okay. Panini. Oh, yes, has the exclusive Premier League rights. They do worldwide Premier League rights yeah. for a long time. I don't know how long. But. Yeah, that's good for our friends at Panini. We'll have to talk to uh, Corey Hollingsworth again here soon and see what their plans are mm-hmm. if they know. And, um, and that's a big uh, blow to Tops, yeah, right? Because Tops, Tops had a, b- Tops a big had, had, Premier League. Uh, had the Premier League license for quite some time now as long but they 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 were not exclusive right because panini made premier league stuff or am i they did not they couldn't use premier league uniforms so whenever they did they showed them in the national team uniform they could use premier league players but they couldn't use like premier league like the liverpool Liverpool, yeah correct okay that makes sense yeah. yeah and Tops, I believe they have the license. I don't know if I'm assuming they still do for the uh, Champions League. So Tops does have that license, um, unless this changes that too. Unless this was also, I'm sh- I think this was just a Premier, Premier League. Deal. Yeah, but that's a huge deal for Panini and uh, an interesting change, at least for the collector. Mm-hmm. Um, something that collectors here went through with the NFL and with the NBA. Panini yep. is the exclusive rights holder to both. Yep. Um, it it creates a weird thing where if Tops wants to keep making cards with you know like they do in the NFL or whatever they they have to show the player without their uniform, uniform? on or I don't know if they, they even have um, the rights to use the player they may have to go out and do individual deals with the players I don't know how Panini did it the Panini right. player um, license may be covered by FIFA or something with their FIFA license they may be able to use FIFA sanctioned players, right. but not league uniforms if yeah. they don't have the license to that league. So, so yeah, there's that that's a very interesting change. Yeah. And like you said, good for our friends at Panini. Yeah. Uh so speaking of that, we're hope hoping to maybe next week or in the coming weeks have on a guy, Greg Lansdowne, mm-hmm. who wrote a book called Stuck on You about Panini sticker collecting. All right. Um he is probably the world's foremost expert on Panini stickers <laughs> and he right. is he is uh, crazy into that stuff. He also was at the licensing expo or whatever it was where that was announced. Yeah. Um, so he can kind of tell us what that was all about and fill us in on if he knows any more. Uh, we're hoping to get him on in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Very, very interesting guy. He can tell us all about his collecting habits and stories. And I think he used to even be a uh, football journalist. All right. Um, so hope, hoping to... Have an interesting show with Greg. And one more bit of hobby news. Panini National Treasures Soccer was priced this week. So this is available in the online price guide. It will be in the next issue of Beckett Sports Card Monthly. So that came out uh, end of June. So 
we got that priced, ready to go. The Mbappe rookie card. Well, it's technically not a rookie card because he had stuff in in France, but Mbappe's card in there, his base card is eh, $250, $300 card. And it's just a regular old card, number 50. Nothing, no autograph, no jersey, no nothing. He's getting fairly popular. He's good. There was a funny meme about watching him celebrate his four goals in like 13 minutes and, and Neymar was in the back kind of Mad, half-heartedly yeah. celebrating and they basically saying that he left Barcelona to get out of Messi's uh, shadow and this is what he comes to. Through a it's, teenager's it's, shadow. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> briefly touching on this, Liverpool, Manchester City last weekend, somehow between those two teams, the game ends 0-0 mm-hmm. um, and Mares took a penalty in like the 85th minute and it was one of the worst penalties you've oh, ever it seen was? in your life. Yes. Uh, horrible. Uh, and that was a weird deal where Pep had sent in the message. No, Mares is taking this, not Jesus. And yeah. All stuff. I was watching the Iceland France game. Okay. Uh, two days ago, Iceland's up two Oh, uh, into the like 86th minute and Mbappe, I think takes a shot. It bounces off the keeper and a defender and goes in for an own goal. Yeah. And then there is a handball in the box by Iceland. So then Mbappe gets a penalty. And I'm like, I want to see how he takes penalties. You know, like Neymar does this big stutter. And like a lot of these, I hate the guys that are too fancy about it. No, he just went up and ripped it (laughs) upper 90. And I was like, that's that's how you take take a penalty. penalty. I like this because I thought, (laughs) you know, a guy like him, he's a little bit flashy. He's very skilled. You know, maybe he's going to be, no. He, no. he took it like James Milner or some other like <laughs> Just very like, no nonsense guy and crush it. Uh, Iceland, you know, Iceland, France, two two. I don't know. I believe that was in the Nations League, but I could be wrong. The what super, you call super, the super league. league. There was also another funny moment where Mbappe, being the speediest guy in the world, tried to take a ball from. He was on a break and he got it kind of at the midfield. And there are people in front of him, so he just veers towards the sideline, runs all the way to the sideline, and is going to get the corner on the defender and be gone. And the defender kind of clips his heels, but it looked really bad because Mbappe goes so fast. Yeah. And the defender stumbled on the French bench, and like Deschamps and Pogba and like half <laughs> of the whole French team were like attacking him. <laughs> it was really funny, but I was just kind of like, okay, Pogba, like, yeah, I don't know that you want it with a large Icelandic defender. Viking. Like <laughs> you're like, like I know Mbappe's a tall guy, but he's not uh built like these Icelandic men. <laughs> like, okay. And you're worth a hundred million. Uh, these guys they don't have as much to lose. Uh, that's I, funny. I don't think you want this. <laughs> You've got a lot to lose in this semi friendly game. Uh, um but anyway, yeah, that was an entertaining bit that I watched of that game. So we will uh, be back next week. We'll have the USA-Peru game to talk about, and we will have club competitions coming back starting next weekend. Yes, sir. So we'll have plenty to talk about, and hopefully we'll have Greg on next week. If not, we'll have him on in the coming weeks. We'll let you know about that. Follow us on Twitter and follow Becca Media on Twitter and Facebook, and um, subscribe in the SoundCloud or iTunes store or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Mm -hmm. Make sure to give us a rating. Until next time, I'm Scott. And I'm Brian. Sportsing hard. That's it, boy! That's it!